0: buildings collapsing, war, nation versus nation, earthquakes, natural disasters, and famines. These are all scary things to most people and me included. I have experienced most of, these th- most of these things either directly or indirectly. But one in particular comes to mind, the 1989 earthquake in the San Francisco Bay Area. I experienced this earthquake directly I was about eight years old when the earthquake took place. It was in the early evening hours after school and I was at a child care center on my school campus. The child care center was two of those module buildings that did not have real foundation or anything was just put in place and it was ready to be a classroom. When the earth started to shake and make waves the teacher, our care sitter, believed the kids and teachers outside playing soccer were the ones shaking the module, you know, as a joke. So she promptly asked another one of the teachers that were right there to go out and tell the kids to stop it. As As the other teacher opened the door, she quickly realized the kids outside were not pushing the building and we were in fact having an earthquake. At that moment, instead of turning and calmly saying, we are having an earthquake, get under your desk. She yells frantically to everyone, it's an earthquake, everyone get under your desk, oh my God, it's the end. (laughs) Yes, at eight years old, an earthquake was terrifying. But it was even more terrifying having this woman run around screaming it was the end of the world. Now her words stuck with me throughout the years. Ever since, I've had trouble reading these apocalyptic passages. And that's what today's reading is. It's the beginning of an apocalyptic discourse um, that we see throughout chapter 13. It starts with one of the disciples commenting on how beautiful these stones and buildings were as they walked out of the temple in Jerusalem. And that they were. They were big, and that they were beautiful. And you can still see some of the stones today They're huge. They're as big as a freight car. Now the temple in Jerusalem was a beautiful, marvelous architectural feat and was built that way to show off its splendor and strength. It was a place that a first century Jewish person felt closest to God. It was a place that God dwells in. It was a place that life would revolve around. So it was an indestructible building for the disciples, a place that meant the world to them. It was everything. A place that meant the world, um, it was the center and cornerstone of their lives. Therefore, the following verse was probably shocking to the disciples. Jesus telling them that this temple would be gone, saying not one stone will be left upon another. That destruction meant anger and sadness and fear, an end to life as it was and how it always has been. Now we ourselves, we build up our own temples. Our marriages, families, careers, friends, beliefs, personalities, and character. These are our temples. These are the significant structures of our lives. Things and people that our entire selves revolve around. The items and people that mean the most to us. What we identify as and how others recognize us. We build them up to this grand, beautiful structure because that's what they are and what they mean to us. Just like the Jerusalem temple that we hear in the gospel. Now in our reading, Jesus and the disciples are now moving from the temple to the Mount of Olives. Mountaintops for Jesus were holy places, especially in the gospel of Mark. They are places that are closer to God, a place where Jesus prays, appoints, transfigures, and teaches. The disciples are seeking guidance from Jesus after their talk of the end to come. First they ask, when will this be? And they further ask, what will be the sign that all things are about to be accomplished? The disciples are asking a question we all have. I know it is a question I have, and probably my teacher in 1989 probably had that question as well. When will this be? That's the thing we don't know. And Jesus in verse 32 of this chapter explains that he does not know either. Only the Father knows. We will never know when the time is, but we have to trust in the Lord to be with us always. We also don't know when our own temples come crumbling down. I'm sure many of you can talk about your temples being destroyed Perhaps it was divorce, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, one of your children being hurt, or like Hannah in 1 Samuel reading, the loss of a child or inability to have a natural pregnancy, perhaps someone with cancer, sickness, surgery, becoming a caregiver for a family member, perhaps the ongoing trauma of this pandemic, or maybe it's the loss of faith and belief. Whatever it is, it is a temple to you. Something or someone that was the center of your life for you and is now gone. Now in the gospel today, Jesus answers that question about what signs there will be. He speaks of wars between nations and kingdoms, earthquakes, natural disasters, including famine. Now as a 21st century person, I say, okay... I know, God, we have seen these and experienced these, me from my story above, and perhaps you from your stories of temples falling. This is what brings our fears hearing this passage and only hearing that these signs happen, the end is near, the apocalypse. This is probably why my teacher was running around during the earthquake instead of sheltering us little ones. This is probably why I had trouble hearing these passages as a child. Or maybe you did too. But if you pull away some of the layers, there is hope in this passage. No matter what our temples are that fall, they do feel like the end of the world. All of the buildings falling down. The apocalypse. And now, or this moment, it does feel like that at times. Earthquakes in Haiti. Hurricanes here, famine, disease, the ongoing pandemic the list could go on. But apocalypse is a word that we misuse frequently. The original Greek translation would be to reveal or to unveil. Rather, the end of the world, it is the loss of our earthly buildings, temples, people and stuff of our lives that are revealing something new. Unveiling new temples. Now, that doesn't mean that the loss of the temple does not hurt. It does. And sometimes it hurts immensely. I think that is why the author here uses birth pains, otherwise known as childbirth pains or labor pains. Now, I am not a woman, so I cannot speak to the actual pain of childbirth. But from what my wife tells me after five labors and deliveries, it is not pleasant, it is extreme pain. But after all that has passed, there is an unveiling of new hope and new life. And God is in it and through it all the way through. I don't know when Jesus will come again. None of us do. But I do know it's not right now. The temple was destroyed thousands of years ago. Earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes have been happening generation after generation. Kingdoms have come and gone. Wars have been fought The pains of our own personal temples falling continue to go up and down. The pains have continued. The earthly pains like that of childbirth continue. Jesus does not give us answer to when he will return. Jesus does not give us an answer when the earthly pains will stop or the end of the world will be. Jesus says to keep calm and do not be alarmed. He says that through it all, God has been with us and will continue to be with us until we are with God. He says, do not fear these earthly pains and know that God is always with us. Do not be the one screaming it's the end in the middle of an earthquake or hurricane. Be the one providing shelter, donating to relief funds, donating your time and your things to those that have lost everything. Welcome the stranger as Christ calls us to do and help those that have been misplaced by war and are seeking refuge. Help those who walk together to escape drugs and violence and are seeking a better life. Know that in our own temple losses that God is in them and through it all. And on the other side, there will be new hope just as we see with Hannah in our first Samuel Through her pain of not being able to have a child, she revealed new hope of a child. There's hope in Jesus' message that even though there may be pains and losses in this life, we will have everything with God. Though we lose these earthly pains that happen to us and all humanity, we know that Christ is always with us. Walking in that journey beside us and in us, we also need to lean on each other Pray together. And do God's work together. There's lots of it. Until Christ comes again. Amen.